0: Everybody and welcome back. I am Oscar Barkas, and after a quick missed week, I'm back here with my boy Sam McFadden. And welcome into episode 23 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, so we're uh, sorry to have missed last week. We've got busy schedules as always, but we're here back, and we're going to try and get two episodes to make up for our miss of last week's episode here for you this week. So I'm excited. I am too. It, it was a good week of football. It was a good week of football, and we're, we're here to recap it with you guys. And before we get into our news segments, as always, we've got some quick questions. Sam, do you want to start us off there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My quick question is uh, from the games last night, actually. It's about Buffalo, the Bills. They came out smoking hot, 4-0 start. They looked incredible. looked like they were going to win that division. Lost two in a row. Yeah. Granted, the, the loss last night came to the
0: Chiefs. They, and it was a, they looked much better than they did the week before. Oh, much better.
1: But it's still, you know, it's alarming, to say the least.
0: Are the Bills still for real, or are they just a good team? I think they're just a good team. I think that Josh Allen looked... I mean, he was in the MVP race to start the year for the first four weeks. Um... But the defense has not looked the same this year mm-hmm. at all. And that will actually tie into my quick question. I think, I mean, obviously the offense is a lot better than it's looked for the past two weeks. Last mm-hmm. night can be attributed a lot to the fact that it was raining. But I think that the the team might be asking Josh Allen to do too much. They don't really have a whole lot of running help around him. And so he has to take that onto his shoulders Mm -hmm. and if the defense plays poorly josh allen has to be the superhero and though he looked kind of like a superhero the first couple weeks of the season we've seen through the first two years of his career when he goes into hero ball mode a lot of the times that's not the best thing for the team that's true, that's true.
1: And I tend to agree with you. I think they're a good team. You know, I think they might be on the verge of being great. They're just, if they want to really be a contender, their defense is going to have to be playing as good as it did last year. Their offense is is, is really good this year. Yeah, Josh much Allen's better great. than last year. The receivers great. Stephon Diggs is awesome.
0: They just, they need to get that defense rolling if they're going to take the next step. Yeah, and especially, I mean, they've got so much talent back there, and that's Sean McDermott's specialty, mm-hmm. so they... They should be able to figure it out. I've, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. Defense is different year to year, but I yeah. have a lot of confidence in that team getting a lot better on that side of the field. But they have to prove it to be in the Ravens, Chiefs, Seahawks territory. Sure, sure. Okay, my quick question for you, speaking to defense still, is. The poor defensive showing that we've seen for pretty much the whole year from everyone. I mean, it, this is as to the NFL as a whole. Minding the fact that the Dolphins just shut out the Jets, it was right. the first shutout of the year. Um, as a whole, defenses look pretty poor. Yeah. do you think that that is a reflection of? I mean, obviously, COVID, the long offseason, had something to do with it. But do you think that that is gonna continue or does that stop about now? What are your feelings? Uh, okay, so
1: first off, I think it continues, but I think the I think that as we move forward throughout the season, as we go week to week, decent defenses are going to start to catch up a little bit, and it's going to be we're not go, we're not going to be seeing uh, you know eight shootouts a week or eight really close games a week. You know, defenses are going to start coming around. We'll start seeing better performances from them. However it is worth noting that it's kind of the deal where points, lately at least the trend in the last couple of years, points in general have been going up. Offenses yeah. are getting much better. Defenses are staying about the same. It's very hard to play defense.
0: Uh, Especially in the NFL. with the fact that they made some pretty serious rule changes on the defensive side of the ball. Um, obviously, the, the, the receiver rules have always been pretty helpful to the offense, but yeah. They've pretty much taken away all holding penalties. It has to be egregious for the the offensive line to be called for holding. Yeah. So that I mean that extra two seconds that an offensive lineman is holding their rush mm-hmm. defender um, is all that the offense needs to look pretty good. I I tend to agree with you. I think as it gets colder, it it gets harder to throw the ball as effectively. Sure. Um. So we'll start to see more running, less high-powered offensive showings but i agree yeah and i
1: mean regression we talk about it all the time in fantasy is one of the laws of the universe you always regress towards the mean outliers are just that they're outliers so this stuff it will go back to a more normal um defensive performances as we move through the season
0: yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, but those were our quick questions there. Uh, we've got some short news, some exciting news, um, and then a, a few quick injury notes. And then we've got our recaps of the previous week and some trade targets. Um, so let's hop into the news here. Baltimore, Minnesota, Miami, and Indianapolis are all on buy this week. Mm-hmm. So don't put him in your lineup. Take (laughs) him out. (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's some pretty good, I mean, obviously, Lamar Jackson. But other than him, there's some pretty good uh, fantasy assets on by this week. Make sure that you are being mindful of that. Uh, Our news over the weekend was that Love Bell, first the Jets were trying to trade him. It wasn't going to happen. So then he was released. And then it was the Love Bell sweepstakes Mm -hmm. for who was going to sign him. And he is a Chief. And uh, I think that we probably would have been able to cover it on our episode because it happened on Friday. But yeah. unfortunately, we missed it. How do you think that affects that offense? Uh,
1: as, as the offense as a whole, I think it only, it, it's only going to make the offense better. Le'Veon Bell is still a very good running back. The Chiefs are incredible offense. It works. Um, C.H. C.H. Who just had a great performance. performance. Wonderful. He looked incredible against the Bills. Um definitely takes a hit for this. Um however, uh he's certainly not falling down past a running back too. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell now is a running back two, I if I had to guess, I would say C H is still the the R B one on that team. I would but agree with you. I think and and it's gonna take Le'Veon Bell a couple of weeks to get into it. I think at its at the at, at its worst, I think it's a one A one B situation um, that we see, and I think it could be similar to the Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt I situation say that. in in Cleveland, where I know a lot of people are super we super worried about
0: Nick Chubb. But they both ate. They yeah. both looked really good. So And the Chiefs don't run the ball as much as the Browns were to start the season. No. So it's not like both I mean, I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both running back top ten running backs to yes. start the year. Um so it's not like that. I'm thinking more back to last year when Kareem Hunt signed with the Browns, served mm-hmm. a ten game suspension, and then came back I think in week eleven. Week eleven or twelve, I think they may have had a bye week. Okay, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he, I think he played six or seven games. So this yeah. is a small sample size, but it took him a few weeks to kind of get established. Mm-hmm. But Nick Chubb was still a running back, top fifteen running back. Kareem Hunt was a top. He was a running back too. And Nick Chubb ran the ball from the 20 to the 20. Mm -hmm. And Kareem Hunt was the receiving running back and the red zone running back. And I think that CEH will take the Nick Chubb role and Lev Bell will take the Kareem Hunt role.
1: I certainly think Lev Bell will start getting most of the uh, receiving work. Um, but C H wasn't really getting that many receptions no. anyway. So or goal line carries. Yeah, so, really, so it was. You know, I don't. I don't
0: think you sh- should be panicking on Clyde at y- all. No, and we're going to talk about trade targets later. He was not mentioned, but if you're the the C E H manager in your league is freaking out, mm-hmm. I'd go get him. Absolutely. Um, I think that C E H is still going to look pretty good. And all this does is wipe away the Daryl Williams role of the receiving and uh, goal line rushes. Yeah. right, yeah. And they could be on the field at the same time, realistically. I think that, I mean, Andy <sighs> Reid is so creative. I I assume we will see them on the yeah. field at the same time. And Lubbock um, can play can slot split receiver. Them, you can split yeah. them both out. Why You can do all sorts of things. Yeah. With
1: it. it's, Another hurts, toy for Andy Reid. the
0: brain to think about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next bit of exciting news is that we got to take a we got to take a quick second here and pour one out for our guy Ryan Fitzpatrick oh, because he was playing so good. He was playing very well, <laughs> so good. Um, but this is also a moment of joy because Tua is going to start for the Dolphins, yeah, and I think that that team's pretty scary. I wouldn't want to play him right now no. Listen no.
1: T- Fitzpatrick's been playing so good That I think Obviously this means one of two things Either Tua's just fully healthy now And that's what they were waiting for And now he's going to play Or He's been lightening it up And he's looked great In practice and all that To where they're comfortable Like Hey it's fine We'll put him in there Get him the reps Because I, mean, I don't know if you know this They're playing the Rams next week You know they who's are. on the Rams? Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald. <laughs> Sack yeah. leader Scariest man alive Yeah Literally could pick Tua Volo up and rip him in half if he wanted to. Yeah, so, so that's, that's scary to me. They have I'm, to be pretty confident in Tua to be putting him out there against the Rams.
0: I'm surprised that that's the game that they chose, but it makes sense because it gives him two weeks to prepare. Right, with they the bye do. Week. They do have the bye week. Um, Fitzmadrick, I think he was like seventh in quarterback rating, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, so obviously he was playing really well. He looked worse than he had the few first few weeks or the past few weeks against the Jets. He threw a couple picks. Mm-hmm. Um, how? What do you think the fantasy impact of this is? I it,
1: it's definitely scary for the options on the Dolphins because with Fitzmagic you know they're going to be wheeling and dealing like. Yeah. If they're down, he's going to be like, you have hope that Fitzmagic will come through for you. Uh, however, you still have that volatility with Tua. I'm not that I'm not worried about Devonte Parker. I think Devonte Parker will get his targets. I think Tua knows Devontae Parker is their receiving option. I'm not worried about Miles Gaskin really because he's actually. Gonna get worse. I was
0: going to say I'm rising on Miles Gaskin with this news yeah i mean i i might be too um and then the players that i'm worried about are preston williams and mike iseki
1: yeah i'm i i'm worried about them too but they haven't been they've been up and down all season anyway yeah. so yeah. like I, still I pretty
0: bad actually
1: i'm really not sure that this changes a whole lot yeah with the dolphins
0: i think that we're gonna see less boom games where the dolphins come out and score what was it 40 points on the 49ers. Something like that. Yeah, they um, killed him. So I, I, I'm I, thinking that we're going to see less of that. I think this probably slows the team down a little bit, but also I think they'll be on the field a lot longer um, and use their running backs more, which as a manager of Miles Gaskin, I'm, I'm pretty excited by. Our next bit of news here is that there was a player uprising in the Cowboys locker room. Doesn't look good. I I think it was led by Amari
1: Cooper. I think so. Uh, Well, first off, we we have to mention, if you didn't see the game somehow or hear about it, they got blown out by the Cardinals last night.
0: Yeah, it was bad.
1: It looked really bad. There was really nothing to be be happy about in that game whatsoever. Um, And then uh, this happened uh, after that. And basically what they said was our coaches are not prepared for the games they're not prepared to be able to pivot
0: during the game and they really just don't know what they're doing they don't know what they're doing and it seems like they don't care yes yeah. is, is the two things and i'd have to think that this doesn't include kellen moore because he was with the team last year i think that this is the players admitting that mike mccarthy came in and took over brought in his guy mike nolan and both the offense and defense are under coordinated. Yeah, um, I I tend to agree. I, I
1: I think I might just be biased because I do like Kellen Moore. Yeah, but same I here. you know the, the problem. I mean, certainly Mike McCarthy's an issue. Mike Nolan's an issue. Things need to change. Um, do you think they'll change
0: during the season? No. After the season, who knows? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know if the I mean if the Cowboys lose a couple more in a row. If the Cowboys lose
1: four in a row or something like that, there's a chance. Then if we if here's the deal if we don't look competitive in any games like like we did last night.
0: Yeah, Kyler Murray completed then, nine passes last night. Yeah, and the offense scored thirty points. Yes, Andy Dalton did
1: not look very good. The offense, Zach Martin went out with an injury. It was a concussion, yeah, but I, he'll, I won't he'll be back. Blame that injured. on
0: Andy Dalton. Uh, the offensive line is very injured, and the play calling looked boring. They yep. they were drawing up little screens. I mean, trying to get the ball out to save Andy Dalton from getting knocked on his butt. But yeah. Anyway, it's it's we'll talk about the Cowboys in a, in a little bit, but
1: it's alarming to say the least.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Um, and the fact that it's their hundred million dollar receiver leading the charge probably is a telling factor. I mean, yeah. Jerry Jones has been known to stick with his coaches, but at the same time, if the expensive players lead an uprising, there's there's a chance that there's change here. Right. Um, some quick injury news here. We've got a couple running backs and a couple receivers that I wanted to talk about. Christian McCaffrey is still working back from his high ankle sprain he suffered a few weeks ago. Um, he is not expected to play this week versus the Saints. Um, whereas, and the the Panthers play the Falcons next week on Thursday Night Football. So that's another short week. I don't know if he's, they're keeping him out of this one in hopes that he doesn't have to have a short week for next week or if this is a sign that he won't play the next two weeks and then have a while to recover and prepare. I tend to think carolinas looked
1: really good well they didn't look that great against the, the bears but they've looked they've looked really good um and they've been just fine without him i think i think it i, I don't know why they wouldn't hold him out longer yeah than he's,
0: they their, he's their best player and they just paid him a ton yeah. of money
1: i think that i i would i would not expect him to play the next two weeks yeah i'm i'm with you uh, there i think they're being extremely careful which is the right move in my opinion to uh to make sure that he is a hundred
0: percent before you put him back out there yeah i agree speaking of high ankle sprains raheem mostert suffered one on sunday um it didn't look like that bad of an injury when it happened but then he came back out onto the field for a play and was like get me out of here i can't play yeah which is a little worrisome the report said he is
1: not on IR, but the report said that he was likely to be put on IR. Yeah. Uh, so that tells me it is, s- s- he's certainly not going to play this week. He's most likely not going to play next week. And they are, I mean, they're likely going to put him on IR, and that's three weeks. So, I mean, if you have him on your team, be, just know that you're probably going to be without him for a while. Yeah, which sucks because he just came back and every time he's he's on the field he's electric. He's so he good. just can't stay on the
0: field. He ran over. I forgot uh, what oh. defender it was, but he ran over like Kawan Short, like one of the best, biggest defensive linemen on the Panthers. He ran over. It was crazy. Or no, Brian Burns, the, their linebacker. Did they play the Panthers? I thought they played the. Rams. Oh no, no, not the. He's uh, yeah, yeah. They played the Rams. He ran over. I don't remember. But, but it was crazy. It yeah, was, it was
1: a good defender, and he made him look like a fool. So uh,
0: hopefully he can get back out there and keep dominating. And he needs his explosivity to be able to be Raheem Mostert, so you know, they might keep him out for a little while. Um, this puts me back in on Jarek McKinnon, and whenever Tevin Coleman comes back, I don't know what the timing is there that Raheem Mostert will still be on IR, and Tevin Coleman comes back off IR, but both of those guys are interesting.
1: Basically, it's whoever's playing running back for the 49ers. Whoever's, whoever's getting work yeah. on
0: the 49ers, you're, you can play <clears> him. <throat> uh, our next guy here, Mark Ingram. So he suffered an injury pretty early into the game this week. And then, like I said, the ball, the Ravens are on by this week. But it's already been said, said that he has a, quote, chance to play Week 8, which worries me a little bit. This, I mean, it's just...
1: I mean, even if he plays this week, are you playing him? Well, he's uh,
0: on by this week.
1: Right, right. If he, Even if he plays week eight, are you playing him then? No.
0: Neither am I. I mean, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the point with Mark Ingram where I'm sitting him. And as the coaches of the Ravens, I'm in the same boat. I mean, J.K. Dobbins looked decent this past week yeah. with more work after Ingram got injured. Um, and he's their rookie. I mean, we'll see what... The news is on Mark Ingram, but this could just mean more work for Gus Edwards and J.K. Right. Um, Deontay Johnson missed this past week with a back injury, but he's resuming practice. I think this means he's pretty set to play this week, and that offense is suddenly looking even more scary.
1: Yeah, the Steelers are so good. I mean, if you're a team, any team in the league, and even if you're a Seahawks or or a or at uh, Baltimore or uh, uh, Kansas City, you don't want to play the Steelers. I mean, that defense is nuts. Their secondary finally started to look really good this past week, and now they're getting another weapon on that offense. And this guy, I mean, Deontay Johnson, people are worried because of the outbreak of Chase Claypool. Deontay Johnson's still going to have going, and he's going to have the most
0: targets on the team. And Kansas. he's still their most talented receiver. My only worry with him is, can he stay healthy. He's had a slew of injuries to start yep. the year, but as long as he's out on the field, he is their most talented receiver. He's the guy that he, I want. He's going to get a bunch of targets. So, um, And then our last bit of injury news, not really injury news, C- Corey Davis was activated from the COVID list. He was one of the, I don't know, 23 Titans players and staffers yeah. that got tested positive, but he's back and he looked pretty good before he went on it. Yeah, um, the Titans look really good. So the Titans look super good. I will say A.J. Brown was out while Corey Davis was playing well, but I think that he sh- he's shown enough that I'm confident in him as a flex play. Yeah, Corey Davis looked really good. All right, well, let's hop into our trade advice and targets. Uh, we both have a piece of advice for you and then a few players that we're interested in, and we'll kind of explain our reasoning for that to help you with other trades yeah absolutely. Uh,
1: I'll start us off on the trade advice. My advice to you guys is really think about depth on your on your roster and it's all, it's nice to have depth. We all like having depth. It's easy to look at your to like your team a lot because your depth looks great. but how much does that really matter? How much does that really uh, how much does that translate to winning games? which is at the end of the day what you're trying to do. you're trying to win games, get to the playoffs, win the championship, right? and um, you know I'm, I'm actually going through this in my most important league Oscar can back me up on this this is and I think every fantasy manager goes through it every once in a while where they wind up with a team that looks great on paper because you have a, you have a ton of really good players your depth looks great you have a bunch of people you can play any week you're choosing bet- you're choosing between you know, six receivers and five running backs every week that can end up really hurting you because on any week like, I'll give you an example. best example I can give you is what happened to me this week. I sat Robert Woods and I sat uh, Debo Samuel for two other receivers. And Robert Woods and Debo Samuel were my two best receivers on the week. Yeah. I, and I, I ended up winning, I ended up losing that game because of that. If I had played yeah. those shoes, I would have won it. Now, having those uh, assets on my team is great. But only if I can use them properly. Okay? And depth is... There's a certain point where depth only muddies the waters. Yeah. It can hinder you. Depth is not having a great having a good a good team with great depth is not as good as having great starters. Yeah. You want your team putting up a bunch of numbers. It doesn't matter how good your bench is at the end of the day. So my advice to you is, if you have great depth, right. the best way to utilize it is to make packages. Yeah. And take advantage this is the easiest way, having great depth is the easiest way to do two for one, three for, three for two deals where you get the best player in the trade, you know? Find a player who had a bad week that is an elite player, you know? A, Mike Evans uh, after this week. Sure, yeah. Mike Evans after this week and trade two receivers for him or a receiver and a running back for him and may, maybe you're giving up more than normal people would, but like, you can afford yeah, it because you yeah, have great depth. Have That's what depth. it's for. Yeah. So just don't get complacent when you have
0: a lot of great pieces on your team because it's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. I was actually about to ask if this advice was coming from your personal experience. Certainly. Um, And that's something that I've kind of developed a mindset for this year. Normally I am the team with a bunch of good depth. Mm -hmm. Like Sam said, five good running backs. And I, I, I keep having to break myself out of that. Because I only have two, maybe three good running backs this year. But I know who to start. Because I don't be have straight? any other options. Yeah. Um, I will say, have some depth. Because you do, with COVID this year and with buys, you want players that you can start on an, uh, a week where you don't have your good players. That you feel comfortable flexing. You feel comfortable. Like on a normal week, I feel comfortable flexing Mike Williams. I would never need to, but he's on my bench, Right. and I'm not going to trade him because in the case that one of my receivers gets COVID, I just put him back in there. Um, but he's not someone that I ever worry about saying, am I going to start Mike Evans or Mike Williams? Right,
1: and another good thing to point out here is if you have a team where your bench is, is so good to the point where you can't drop anybody – that's not the position you want to be in. no you need, that is you need not. a rotating Cause, bench because if you have if you have a bench that that has to be set in stone you can't drop of them they're gonna be wasting away you're wasting yep. spots you want to be able to pick up guys you want to be able to pick up guys just to trade them you know uh we saw it in our league this this week guy picked up Philip Lindsay then traded him you know you want to be able to do that if you have a bunch of guys that you can't do anything with it's a waste of your space yeah so, you know, just, just be
0: wary. Don't get complacent. Make deals. Make deals and make sure you have at least, you know, I've got two spots on my bench that I feel comfortable. I'm going to drop these yeah. guys, and that's all you need. You need, yeah. you need a rotating bench at the end, but you, you can have a few good guys. You oh, want to have absolutely. a few good guys on your bench. Absolutely. but You, you don't want to
1: trade to the point where you have no depth at all. I'm just saying if you have six great players, eight great players on your bench, Trade a couple of them. You don't need that. Yeah. You're wasting at all.
0: you're wasting resources. Yep. I'm I'm with you there. Um, my bit of advice here is a quick one. When you're trading, don't trade for a player. Trade for a need that you have on your team. Or trade for a need that another team has. That's just good advice. So instead of me saying I need a running back, I'm gonna go get Alvin Kamara. That's the guy that I'm set on. There's a chance, I mean, there's a pretty good chance that the guy is going to laugh in your face. Alvin Kamara is a really high trade equity. Instead, say, okay, this team has a huge hole at wide receiver, and he has, I don't know, uh, David Montgomery, a a good running back Mm -hmm. that can come in and start for your team but who's not going to cost as much as Alvin Kamara would.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: a lot of people, you get into the
1: point, uh, Alvin like Alvin Kamara is a great point because everyone should be tradable. You know, you should be able to trade for anyone. But at a certain point, people get expensive. Yeah. And a lot of times you trading for Alvin Kamara, I, I always like to say that I like to be the guy getting the best player in the deal. And I think you should live by that. But in some cases you go for the top guys, you're gonna end up crippling your team. the rest of your team, your team for one guy. Yeah, so you know, be careful about that. Um, it's easy to fall in love with players. It, I mean, this this same advice flip flops for for you. It's nice to like your players. Don't fall in love with them. No, be willing. To no, trade yeah, No, Absolutely, Tr- trade
0: what your team needs to trade. you yeah. know. Yep. Be be very objective about what you're doing. This goes back into the depth thing. If you have four good running backs that you love, mm-hmm. be ready to part with at least one of them. Yeah. At least one of them. Because then you can bring in a better receiver. You can package one of your worst receivers and one of your four running backs for a better receiver and make that position stronger. Absolutely. Um, so both these bits of advice, Sam and I like to practice a lot. And I get it. Trading is hard. It's It's not easy to blow up the team that you drafted to love, mm-hmm. but it's a necessity in fantasy football, and it's how you maintain a good team throughout the year.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big reason of how you can improve
0: yeah. your team. You stay complacent, you're, you're not going to win a lot of championships. No. Um, but let's get into our targets. We have a few targets, and this is more, for me, about the process. I think yeah. this is more like... Okay, this player did this this week. that's why I want to trade for them. instead of, okay, go out and get these guys. I think that that's right. a big piece of advice. Also. Yeah.
1: So my first target is Jonathan Taylor and you're thinking to yourself, well, Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the league. He's really liked by just about everyone in fantasy. What do you mean go get for him? Why would I go get for him? you know he hasn't even been playing that. Well that's exactly where you're getting. why going? He hasn't had his breakout week yet, which will no. come. It is coming. the The cult schedule is only getting easier as this, as the year goes on. Um, I believe their their bye week is coming up as well. Or no, sorry, it's this week. It is this week. It is this week. So might as well trade for them now. Uh, don't be afraid to trade for
0: people on their bye week if they're really good players. No, and it it actually helps your case because you can say, "All right, I'm sacrificing this week of points mm-hmm. to do this deal." And yeah. hopefully that that manager can now put in a running back where they had an empty spot for Jonathan Taylor.
1: Right. And the other thing is Jonathan Taylor's usage has been going through the roof the yeah. last the last four weeks. He's 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 getting all the work you could ever want on that team. And it's a pretty good team. I don't understand why you wouldn't want a Jonathan Taylor. And my my I think he's a target right now because this is about the lowest price you're going to get him r- the rest of the season
0: by far. I agree. And that actually applies to one of my targets and also some of our recaps. Um, I think that, like I mentioned earlier, it gets harder to throw as it gets cold. Mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers is old. His arm's going to worsen over the year. The Colts are going to have to start running their ball more. Um, And with, I mean, I think he had like 18 touches this week. That's only going up. Right. Uh, My first player here is the guy I talked about uh, in our news segment, Deontay Johnson. He is coming off injuries. People are worried about him. He's only had one pretty good week this year so far. I think that ends now. I think that even this coming Sunday, he could be a top 15 wide receiver um people are worried about if you're a manager of deontay johnson you're worried about the breakout of chase claypool to me that only helps him instead of juju being inside and deontay johnson being outside those are the only wide receivers that the defense has to cover Mm -hmm. now they have three wide receivers on the field and i think deontay johnson is gonna see a lot of work from big ben yeah and
1: Juju is still seen as the wide receiver one on this team. He's going to see the most pressure f- from opposing defenses. Deontay Johnson is going to eat on a weekly basis. He's he was when he's played this season. He's gotten close to ten targets every single game yep. he's played. He's getting a ton of work. Chase Claypool will still get targets. Juju is still getting targets, but Deontay Johnson is absolutely still going to get eight targets a game. Yeah, that's. Eight targets a
0: game—that's something you can work well, with. More that you can, more than you can wish for on a team with three good receivers. Yeah, so I'm
1: absolutely in on this. Uh, all right, my next trade target is Cowboys players. Um, After
0: what we just said in the news, yeah, I know,
1: <laughs> I know, I know, and I'll talk about this a little bit more in our next segment, but it's it's too early. I really don't think we we. I think it's an overreaction to panic on all these guys. Absolutely, that's the short story of it. And uh, in a lot of leagues, I guarantee you, Zeke owners, Lamar Cooper. Well, maybe not so much Mark Cooper because he had a good game. He had 17 points um, this week. But uh, Michael Zeke Gallup owners, twice. Yeah, uh, especially Zeke owners, uh, C.D. Lamb owners, all those guys. They could be panicking hard. And yeah. I would be
0: happy to have any of those players on my oh, team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, My next guy here is Joe Mixon. This kind of ties in with Jonathan Taylor. He had his breakout and then had two mediocre weeks in a row, but he's still seeing the lion's share of the running back carries. The schedule after the bye, the only team that they play that's a tough defensive line is the Steelers. He has a fantastic championship week, or actually uh, playoff run, fantasy Mm -hmm. playoff run. Um, and he more than anything else, he's just really good, and I think that Zach Taylor's a pretty good coach. The offense looks like it's getting better in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. I'm in on Joe Mixon, and this is hard for me to say as a manager. I've been looking at getting rid of him, um, but I think it's worth sticking out because even on a quote-unquote down week, at worst he's an RB two because he sees enough work to yeah. have twelve points. Yeah. Um, and then he can go off
1: 440 Yeah, and then, I mean, it's it's been Unfortunate stuff, like last week Giovanni Bernard had like a 13 yard Touchdown run, so it's just like You know, that stuff will come back Joe Mixon's way, he'll be fine Alright, my last trade target is John Smokey Brown Smokey! Bill's wide receiver, love this man He's been one of my favorite receivers for A couple of years now uh, And, you know, you've seen the Bills Struggle without him Oh yeah He's, his his presence time. his absence has been felt the last two weeks, um, and when he's played, he's performed. You know, Stefan Diggs came in, and it's taken its toll on John Brown for sure. For sure, but he's still getting good looks. He's, he's still, still a getting deep read. looks, and it's turning into points. Yeah, uh, he's he is performing on a consistent basis, which I which don't think people most, I don't think people
0: no, thought was going to happen uh, at all. I'm so confident with him as my wide receiver three and he can be your flex, really. Yeah, and the
1: reason that you can trade for him right now is because he's been out for the last two weeks. So people,
0: so the manager has soured on him a little bit. Now's the time. Go see if you can get him. Speaking of injured players to target, Jalen Rager, there's no major update on him coming back from the IR yet, but... We all remember his huge fifty-plus yard catch week one, yep. and then immediately getting injured afterwards. Guess what the Eagles have done since? Other than Travis Fulgham, is there a good offensive receiver on that team? Is there a good guy catching passes? Well, uh, now there is. Word on the street: Alshon Jeffrey's coming back. Okay, right. <laughs> I think that they're going to. Short answer: okay. No, no, there's no. I think that they're going to be okay with letting the thirty-six year old take a back seat to Jalen Rager, their first round rookie when he comes back. And he's free. I yeah. think I think that you can get him for your end of the bench receiver, probably. And whenever he comes back from IR, he's a big play guy. I would throw him in the same boat as Henry Ruggs, Micole Hardman, those guys that all they need is one touch. They need one catch. Yep. And they've got the touchdown. Um I I'm in on him And a big part of that is he's cheap. Go get him. Absolutely. Well, let's hop into our recap. We each picked three games that we wanted to give a short note on before we go into our preview on Thursday or Friday. Mm. So, Sam, you want to get us started here? Yeah.
1: First uh, first takeaways from the Ravens-Eagles game. Um, Apparently, Carson Wentz has been pretty sneaky good, and the Eagles' weapons have also been pretty... Pretty good. I mean, we talked about, we mentioned Travis Fulgham just a second ago. He's been balling out consistently. Uh, Miles Sanders is still putting up enough points to be an RB two on a weekly basis. Uh, Carson Wentz just put up 33 on the on the Baltimore defense, and, and the last couple weeks he's put up uh, uh, north of 20 points. Uh, consistently, and while in the football, in the real life football world, people are shouting from the rooftops, Carson Wentz should be benched, and that he's terrible and all that. He's been pretty good for fantasy.
0: Yep, you do uh, not have to be good in real life football to be good at fantasy. Not
1: at all, and he's it's it's been turning into points. I think he's a he's a, he's turned into me a player that you can pick up and play on on certain weeks. Oh yeah, he's uh, a, absolutely he's a, yeah. Uh, he's been he's playing the Giants this week. I mean, um, I think the good takeaway to to learn from this is even if they're on a team that looks bad, even if people are saying that they're bad at football, that doesn't mean that
0: they're not usable fantasy assets. Not at all. Yeah, you can look at... I mean, the the Dolphins last year were a bad team, mm-hmm. and they their offense didn't look that good when you watched them, but Ryan Fitzpatrick was a good quarterback. Devontae Parker was a good receiver. Yep. Um, I think that that's the same... I just want to say I think it was pretty funny that you used the classic white quarterback who can run for sneaky good. Um, but I, I agree. I think that you can definitely, um, week to week, if there's a good matchup, Carson Wentz is a definitely a startable player. Absolutely. Uh, my first game here is the Bears-Panthers. I was thinking that Raheem Mostert played the Panthers defense. Obviously, it was David Montgomery. He had another running back two week, Um, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. Even though the Panthers offense as a whole didn't look as good as they have the whole year, they're still a good offense, but more than that, don't worry. DJ Moore is still good. The last two weeks, he's seen more targets and shown that he's a good receiver. I think that this means, I, I think that he's developing chemistry with Teddy Bridgewater more and more. And just a little side note here. DJ Moore is so good. So is Mike Davis. He's shown every week that Christian McCaffrey's been out, that he is a more than capable running back. And I think that that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. The Panthers can wait on Christian McCaffrey. Mike Davis is a great backup option. Absolutely. And also, it's worth mentioning that even when Christian McCaffrey was in for a couple
1: weeks... Mike Davis still put up points. It was it was the week. He was week getting reception
0: Yeah, it was the week that Christian McCaffrey went down, I think he had eight or ten receptions. So I he's I think that when Christian McCaffrey comes back, Mike Davis can still be a flexible option. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh all right.
1: The Lions Jags game. Uh the Jags have looked horrible the last two weeks. They've looked really bad. They've looked like Besides the Jets, the worst team in the league. Yeah, um, got to put that caveat. In yeah, because the Jets are terrible. Um, can you feel comfortable with anyone on on the team on the team on a weekly basis? No, I'm not so sure. I, I think DJ Chark, while he hasn't uh, been producing, I think he's that, been injured. I think that he's been uh, really hampered by his injuries, even when he's been playing, and I think his arrow will be pointing up. Um, for the rest of the season, if I'm he can stand on the field, so I'm still in on DJ Chark, um, James Robinson. Um, while he's still getting a bunch of work, he's been less effective recently, even against not not very good defenses. No, Gardner Minshew has looked very iffy the last couple weeks. You know, Keelan Cole had a great week last week, but the week uh, he's still up and down. He, he, he can't be counted on. So my my point is these Jags. Really look scary to play. If you have James Robinson on your team, you might want to consider trading him next time he has a good game, something like that.
0: You know, man, and just be wary. Says the guy that called him the fantasy MVP just two or three short weeks hey. ago. But that's staying water. That's, staying water. that's staying water. That's the 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 biggest advice I could give towards fantasy. I just got to shout out my boy Lavisca Chagnol here mm. real quick. I think that he is someone that I'm comfortable with in the Jamison Crowder role for the Jets, even if the whole team looks pretty bad, uh, LaVisca uh Chenault is gonna receive eight targets and he's flexible every week. Sure. Um but yeah, the offense has looked way worse. Through the first four weeks, even though they were just one and three, the Jags looked decent. They were moving on offense. Yeah. Now they're not the last two, not at all. They're not moving against at bad all. defenses.
1: So uh they're definitely on my. Li- I'm watching them. I'm yeah. watching them hard. Yeah, I'm not And if they don't if yet, they don't bounce
0: back, then bad, pretty quickly bad stuff. they might be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Oh yeah. Uh, my next game here is the Colts Bengals. Um, first of all, the Colts are not as good as I thought they were. Second of all, the Bengals are better than I thought they were. It evened out to be a pretty Damn good game. Um, Phillip Rivers actually looked pretty much the best he has all season. Joe, Mix, or Joe Burrow still making some rookie mistakes, which lost in that game. But um, the main takeaway that I wanted to say here is that neither of these teams will let their good running backs be good. Both these teams, I mean, we, we talked about Jonathan Taylor. We talked about Joe Mixon. Both these running backs are, talent-wise, in my opinion, top 10 running backs in the league. Neither of these teams is letting them get the full go. Yeah. Sam talked about Giovanni Bernard. I think it was actually like a four-yard carry for a touchdown. Why is Giovanni Bernard the goal line running back for this team when Joe Mixon's there? They had The Bengals were, it was like a fourth and one, and they ran it with the fullback who got stuffed for negative yards. Yeah. Both these teams, and I think that it'll happen, they're developing trust. These are both new-ish offenses. I think that these running backs are going to be a lot better. We talked about them as bye candidates, but these teams have to realize their good running backs are good. <laughs> right, right. And I think they will. I think they will. All right, my last takeaway
1: is from the Cardinals-Cowboys games. I talked about it already. The My takeaway here is, 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 is it panic time in Dallas? Short answer, not yet. But just be wary. Yeah, be cautious. Right, panic time, panic time, no. I, I wouldn't be selling all my shares in the Dallas offense. No, just not yet, at all. But um, certainly the absence of Dak
0: Prescott is being felt. Yeah. In uh, my last game here, and we're both being homers talking about our, our teams, but my, my last takeaway is from the Texans-Titans game. First of all, Texans defense just as bad as we knew it was going to be. Play any offensive player versus the Texans. This is a continuance of the whole season, but even more so now, that their offense looks a lot better. Because I think the Texans are going to be in shootouts just about every week. Um, I I don't know what happened with Deshaun Watson, but Bill O'Brien being gone has turned him back into a top five quarterback at minimum. Um, And both offenses are super exciting. The Titans' offense proved that even if Derrick Henry is having one of his career best days, Mm -hmm. Ryan Tannehill can also have a really damn good day for fantasy. Yeah. Both these offenses are electric, um, but the the Titans' defense is, pretty, is a lot better than it looked against the Texans. The Texans' defense is just as bad as it looked against the Titans. I would agree with those things. <laughs> um, but we do appreciate y'all tuning in again this week. We're hopefully going to have two episodes for you now, um, this week at least. Um, but... I I enjoyed this episode, Sam. I'm I'm glad we're back. Yeah, thanks for listening to you guys, uh, to us
1: guys, and, and we'll see you guys sometime this week.